the rebirth. That weekend, after I'd found someone to sublet the space, Miko and I went to celebrate. Months earlier, I'd won a competition which included two nights accommodation at the Byron at Byron, a fancy resort here in Byron Bay. It had been a long year and we really needed a decompress. To celebrate that this chapter was officially coming to a close, we bought some champagne and decided to have some fun, a refreshing change. We had a bath, had some jiggy jig and went to the golf club. Over dinner, I asked Miko about kids. He has a tendency just to go with whatever I want, and up until that stage, I hadn't really been ready to admit I wanted kids. I had convinced myself, sort of, that I didn't. It would take too much from me. I was afraid, but I knew Miko would make a great dad, and I wanted to make sure he wasn't sacrificing anything really important to him for me. After talking it over, he admitted that he would like to have kids, and I was on board. Let's do that then. Little did I know, we'd already done it. At that very moment, there was a fertilised egg sitting inside my womb. The following four weeks, I was tired. I felt like I had one huge hangover that just wouldn't go away. It was a possibility. We'd been having lots of fun since that night at Byron at Byron. Something felt different about this hangover. I wondered if I might be pregnant, so I bought a kit and peed on the stick. Two blue lines? Fuck. That's an excited fuck. I was elated. I had a baby growing inside me. Until this very moment, I hadn't allowed myself to want kids. For some reason, I thought it wasn't possible for me, that it was never going to happen, so I'd buried the desire for children so deep it almost hurt. And it did hurt. Any time a friend got pregnant, it hurt. I thought it was because I hated kids, but maybe it was actually the reverse. Perhaps it was something I really wanted so badly that I couldn't even admit it to myself for the fear it wouldn't come true. I grabbed my iPhone, took a photo of the piss-covered stick with the two life-changing blue lines, and I sent it to Miko via text. What's that? What do you think it is? You're pregnant? Bingo. The following months were equal parts laying on the couch, feeling like utter shit and being so in awe of the miracle that was happening inside my body. I feel like I held my breath for the first three months of pregnancy. I lived in a constant state of worry. What if this doesn't happen? What if I lose the baby? I just couldn't breathe. And I had a few moments where I thought that might have been the case. By 12 weeks, I'd already had four scans due to pain in my ovaries, some bleeding and just plain freaking out. When I decided to let the Office Collective go, I also had decided I would set off to Bali for a few weeks and write a book. I thought I'd take mum along, spend a week or so around Seminyak and Ubud, then pop her on a plane home and go isolate myself in the mountains to write my story about failure. The pregnancy put a bit of a spanner in the trip. After my early scares and my hideous morning sickness, I just couldn't see myself feeling safe isolated in the mountains. It now felt scary and stressful. So I decided to put a can on the writing and have a nice mother-daughter fetus vacation. It was so nice to have space, to not be filling it with another new business idea, to not be filling it with another big interstate move, though we did have to do a local one, to not be feeling shit about the way my body looked. While it made me feel sick pretty much the entire time, it also felt spacious and freeing. Nothing to focus on, nowhere to be, just content where I was and with what I was doing. Although there was a little fear present, I pushed it aside. I'd heard so many hideous birth stories I was scared shitless. How the fuck was I going to get this baby out? I'd soon find out. 
On the morning of the 18th, aka Monday night, Tuesday morning, at midnight on the dot, my water broke. In bed. Scared the fucking bejesus out of me. I ran to the toilet with a towel between my legs and gush, I'd never seen or felt anything like it. I was so excited. It was happening, finally. I jumped in the shower. Miko was up and brimming with excitement. Billy was pacing around wondering what the fuck was going on, like only a Kelpie can. And then the contraction started. Slow at first, building with momentum over the following hours. I waited until the sun rose and rang the hospital. They told me that because my waters had broken, it would be best to come into the hospital. So at 8am, contractions getting more and more intense, we dropped my dog Bill off at the mother-in-law's and headed off for the 45-minute drive to the local hospital. Now, I feel it's time to give you a little background story. I have this thing with doctors, particularly male doctors. I've had a few bad experiences, and it's fair to say that they've left some emotional scarring, particularly when it comes to anything to do with my lady town. So as we neared the hospital, my contractions start to slow down, and by the time we get there, poof, they've magically disappeared. On my notes, there was a clear request for no internals. However, we are not in the door five minutes before a doc is pulling out that hideous plastic pair of tongs to check out what's going on. I cry and I cry and I cry and I'm told I'm only a couple of centimetres. They offer me an induction. I say no, I'm not ready. So they set me up in the maternity ward until nature decides to kick in or I decide I want the induction. It's about 40 degrees, stinking hot February day, like gross, and the maternity ward is about to be demolished. The aircon only worked in half of the ward, and not my half. Directly outside my window, there's a construction site. The walls are literally shaking. If I open up the window to try to get a hint of a breeze, I'll end up with industrial deafness. So I lie in the bed dripping in sweat, chatting to Miko, and wait. Friendly midwives come to check on me every hour, take my temperature, talk about my options, apologise for the heat. One night goes past. My contractions are back, but they're far from regular. I pace the halls, walk up hills. I'm offered an induction, again and again. I refuse because I really wanted to give her a chance to do this on her own. I also knew the stats. Once there's intervention, it opens the doors very wide to more intervention. I wanted to keep that door shut as long as possible. I spent the previous night talking to midwives about the risk of infection. I researched the facts. I call my good friend Krista Jane for some support. We do some EFT or tapping, and I make a bit of a breakthrough on the whole male doctor fear. I feel good about my decision. I'm going to head out and try a few things, natural induction via acupuncture and blue cohosh. Then I'll come straight back and happily go on antibiotics. If she hasn't arrived by the next morning, Thursday, I'll accept an induction. Although they don't call it an induction when you're in labour. It's called augmentation. That morning, a team of doctors arrived, led by an old prehistoric male. It's very clear from the second he walks in that he has heard of my plan to leave and he's not at all happy about it. What ensues is what can only be described as a total dress down. He literally tells me that I'm ignorant. His exact words are etched into my psyche forevermore. You've never had a baby before. You have no idea what you're doing. You could kill your baby and there'd be no one else to blame but yourself. Is that what you want? Fuck me. So glad I did that tapping sesh with Krista Jane because rather than roll over and take it, like I would have if it had happened before this very moment, I gave it straight back to him. 
I've never had a baby, neither have you. This is my body. I'm making an informed decision. I'm not trying to get in the way of Western medicine here. If I were, I wouldn't be here. I just want the right to make my own fucking decision. Now get out of my room and please keep this man away from me. I never want to see him again. My mum and Miko and a bunch of midwives and his team of docs all stood around with their jaws on the floor, not due to my reaction, but due to this asshole's misdirected anger and inappropriate comments. He stormed out and they gathered around while I wailed. One of the female docs that was on his team and a couple of the midwives stayed behind to console me. I explained that I was open to augmentation and the last thing I wanted was to harm myself or my baby, but I needed to feel empowered in any decision that was made. I would not have it made for me. We agreed we would give her one more night and if I hadn't progressed, I would be augmented the next morning. That night was a long one. The midwives were amazing. They all came to say they had heard what went down and were so glad I'd taken a stand. They gave me all kinds of weird tips and exercises to do to bring this baby out before the sun rose. But it wasn't to be. The next day at 11am, I was augmented. The following 15 and a bit hours are a blur. Internals every four hours. I requested a midwife that I felt comfortable with to do them. No doctors. Full-on contractions, six every 10 minutes. No bath, as my waters had broken and I had to remain hooked up to monitors the entire time, which also meant I could do nothing else but stand and lie down. Hideous. After 12 hours on nothing, well, a little gas, and one more internal, where the midwife sadly told me that even though I was slowly dilating, the little lady was not making her way any further down. I begged for relief. I had the epidural. (sighs) So much better. Still plenty of contractions, but no pain. Fuel relief for a couple of hours. Then her heart rate started to drop. It was time. I asked for my options. I could carry on and we might still be going at this time tomorrow, or we could cut her out. At this point, it was a no-brainer. Let's do it. Let's cut her out. I made the call. Everyone was supported. They checked, double-checked, and triple-checked, I was sure. Miko, my mum, and her poor, frazzled nerves, the midwives on the shift, the female doctor they called in. Yes, I was sure. Let's do it. I was wheeled up to surgery with an amazing support team and no more than 10 minutes later, I heard her cry and I swear it was the most magical sound I'd ever heard. Then she burped. Everyone laughed. There was little question that she was mine. As it turned out, she was so wrapped up in the cord, it was literally like a bungee. Every time she'd try to come down the birth canal, she'd be pulled straight back up. I knew I'd made the right decision. On the Friday morning at 2.43am, a bouncing baby girl arrived safely on this planet. My body hadn't failed me. I hadn't failed my baby. It had happened exactly as it was meant to, unfolding in perfect timing. I learnt many lessons and broke through some barriers. And, at the end of the day, regardless of how we got here, Mabel had arrived. A healthy, happy baby. It was time to join the motherhood.